0: Greetings, my friends. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to Minute with Mark. Uh, this is I'm recording this at the end of the day. It's about 6 o'clock my time. And I meant to record this about 10 a.m. And the day has kept charging me. But I'm reading a book called The War of Art. It is by the same guy that wrote The Legend of Beggar Vance. The uh, famous book turned into... Or scre- I think it was a screenplay turned into a... Broadway turned into a movie. I'm not, I don't have the history on it, but it's a really profound book on beating resistance in your creative efforts. And so versus let this day fold, because I intended on getting a podcast out today. For, so just I'm giving you an access into my psyche here. Versus letting the day fold and me not get this churned out, because tomorrow I have scheduled the entire day. So it's completely gone. And then another day compounds on another day. And because tomorrow is entirely scheduled, the following day will be putting out fires that I did not, was unable to deal with the first day. And the mounting stack of work that ends up beating me on Wednesday would likely promote me to not churn this out the next day. And this author talks about beating resistance. And he's really, it's really compelling. It's called The War of Art. And Ray Higdon uh, introduced me to the book. And speaking of Ray Higdon, he also shared with me a piece of wisdom today on the difference between growing your business and scaling your business that he heard, and I'm going to pass along because I think it's one of the juiciest, savviest, saltiest um, concepts. And there's there's a lot to unpack inside it. But if you're looking to grow your business, there's wisdom. I'm going to drop. If you're looking to scale your business, and the big difference between growing and scaling, growing is an incremental increase in revenue. So you are let's say you're revving $2000 a week in your company or whatever it is. Growing means now you're revving $2400 a week. That's a growth, you know, path. Scaling means you go from 2000 a week to 8000 a week. Scaling is a quantum activity. It requires a deeper level of thinking and a higher level of – it requires a higher level of genius. And this quote that he gave me, um, it just flooded me with – it flooded me with memories of how I scaled unknowingly. I didn't know I was scaling because of this, but this is how I've scaled. And then it it flooded me with memories and then it flooded me with action because I immediately thought, okay, I want to scale our businesses again versus grow them. growing is actually very arduous it's not as motivating scaling is like a whole new world like you're on Aladdin's carpet a whole new world don't you dare close your eyes like literally it puts you on a magic carpet when you go from 2,000 a week to 10,000 a week so here's the quote I don't know the source I know the source to me was Ray and I know he said he heard it so that's all I can tell you for sure but he said, to grow a business, learn to outsource your weakness. Okay, so, verse set A. To grow your business, learn to outsource your weakness. You're not that good at selling, get someone to sell for you. You're not that good at typing emails, get someone to type your emails. Blah, blah, blah. To, I'll give you some examples here. To scale your business, this is going from 2,000 to 10,000. Learn to outsource your strengths. Okay, so this is a little bit of a quagmire. To grow your business, learn to outsource your weakness. To scale your business, learn to outsource your strength. So, here's a couple examples of that, just to get really nitty gritty. Okay, let's say you're not yet great at marketing. I'm speaking to my online audience. You haven't mastered like the art of a converting video sales letter. You're in literally, you're one good video sales letter away from a quantum leap. It's simple. I've done it. A, so many times, your one compelling offer, leveraged through a technology sales video that can be working and playing for you every second of every day across multiple on multiple streams, in front of hundreds of people at the same time, unanimously you know—synchronously. That's a massive piece of leverage, and it's a selling mechanism that's just working and working and working and working and working. So for me right now. Every single day, without question, tens, I'm going to say tens versus hundreds, just to be on the conservative side, but tens of people (laughs) every hour are watching videos that sell my products, like probably hundreds every week, you know, 100 plus, and they're just watching, watching, and it's working. It's a leveraged sales video. Now, if you're not yet good at creating a video that people watch, They have an aha moment educationally. They have an aha moment um, financially. They see an aha moment in terms of how this product or service can save them time, manipulate time as they know it, save them money, make them money, make their life easier, make their life happier, make their life more interesting, make their life more romantic. If, If you don't yet know how to create a video that... You know, as an example of to grow your business, learn to outsource your weakness to scale your business. Learn to outsource your or outsource your strength. So if you don't know yet how to create that, where someone totally cold can click on an ad, watch from a stranger speak into a screen and watch letters go across the thing, where they by the end go, oh my gosh, and they're reaching for their visa, they're pressing a button, and they're typing in eagerly their credit card information, and then waiting to get access. If you're not yet great at that, you know how you grow your business? You outsource that activity or you leverage someone else's funnel or someone else's system or someone else's video sales letter, someone else's product as an affiliate to do the heavy work of converting of your sales. So if you don't have, uh, if you have a personal business. You would outsource the act of marketing because you don't really know how to do that yet. That's how you'd grow that. Okay? Now let's go to how would you scale that? So for me, and you know, this is just candid. I've put together videos that have generated a million dollars um, individually in less than a week. I've co created at least at least three of them. Okay. Now I've done a lot of sales videos. I don't always do a million, but so I know how to do that really well. So for me to scale, it's not me doing that anymore. I would, to scale, learn to outsource my strengths. So the current main revenue at the time of this recording, which I think will alter and shift as I have some new releases coming out, but what 's currently revving bringing us like today, I think it brought in fifteen thousand dollars of revenue okay now i don 't get to keep all fifteen thousand in fact, by the time I break down the math i 'm keeping about thirty five hundred to four grand maybe so my margins on this campaign are not the greatest, but regardless it 's generating you know generating fifteen thousand dollars of revenue today, and the day 's not over there 's a lot of time, and th- stuff comes in at night too. I didn't. I literally sat down with Stapes and Lennon. I've had Stapes on, and I shared for probably ninety minutes with them one day around the pool, how and why people buy high ticket, and I explained how to. I explained the juice, how I've sold millions of dollars of this particular product, and I gave him the concept. And both Lennon and Stapes are good marketers, and they worked their ass off and created a. A sales video that I still to this day haven't seen. Yet it's one of the primary funders of. It's what puts our food. It puts a lot of food on the table right now. Okay, pays for the ski trips. Pays for everything. Okay, you see what I'm saying? So for me to scale, it's not to build to do another sales video. It's to have really good guys be over and just kind of like. Throw some sunshine, throw some magic, sprinkle some fairy dust on someone else's talents to outsource my strengths. I'm actually pretty decent at this level of stuff. Yet, to scale, I, I, well, according to this little proverb said by somebody, to grow your business, learn to outsource your weakness to scale your business learn to outsource your strengths. So that's the difference. If, you, if if you're listening you have no idea how to do marketing or video sales letter to convert online, use someone else's. And they can sell some, you know, there you go. Now here's here's another example. Let's say you're not yet great at making info products. I mean, you manufacturing and curating info products that provide solutions and how-to steps, basically treasure maps for someone to Activate the treasure map and get a new result in their life. So let's say the dog craps all over the house, bites the kids, and is a complete psychopath. You create an info product, and it's a, quite an art for someone to basically take their expertise and put it into a effervescent, fast-acting, very provable blueprint that someone can buy for thirty bucks. Watch the video watch the little ebook, and start using that um, way of dog training. And then all of a sudden the dog's not crapping on the carpet. It's not biting the kids and they've got the dog they've always wanted and dreamed of. And it costs 30 bucks. Okay. If you're not yet great at making that info product, that's a weakness. So you learn to outsource that weakness or market someone else's info product. Okay. That's what affiliate marketing, the reason affiliate marketing is booned, it really landed on the heels of franchising. In the 70s, very few people realize this or know this, and you can Google it and find it. In the 70s, there was there was attempts to outlaw franchising as an illegal scheme that was just trying to make the franchisor rich. Meaning, how can you charge someone just for a business blueprint and force them to buy their products and marketing through you? Like, that sounds like a scam. Like, literally... What fuels and funds so many jobs and makes so many people so much money, both the franchisee, the franchisor, the, well, America loves franchises, was almost considered unethical and therefore made illegal. Okay, so what happened, affiliate marketing came on the scene when the democratic um, basic parody of the Internet descended on humanity. (laughs) Okay, it descends on America. Now we all have the same Wi-Fi and we have the same Internet. And then all of a sudden what affiliate marketing did was what franchise marketing has done, miniaturized. So now somebody out there like every single day, somebody who's never been an information marketer, has no idea. They just want to be an entrepreneur. They just want to work from home. They're weak at everything. They're weak at emailing. They're weak at creating products. They're weak at marketing. So what affiliate marketing does is say, hey, here's the thing. We have products. Here's what they are. Okay. It's optional whether they want to buy them or not. So, okay, they look at them. Okay, I like the product. I'm going to buy it because I'm going to market this thing. Then they buy it, and there's a funnel for that product, and there's a commission on that product, and basically it's franchising gone dwarfed. And so I've made my money in the wake of that kind of thing. So that's the spirit of affiliate marketing is virtually identical to the spirit of franchising. Most franchises, uh, people that own the subways and buy this and that, they're actually lawyers and dentists and construction owners and you know, they're college professors and they just have stockpiles of money. They buy the franchise, hire a GM, get the, you know, the employees in place and let Subway's machine and knowledge from corporate make sure their location is proper. And then they use the blueprint of Subway. So that's, that's what we've done. That's all we do. Okay. Now um, that was just a side trail of historic entrepreneur, historic studies, Consider the college course. You get half a credit. Okay. So that, if you're, where am I at on this deal? So if you're not yet great at making an info product, you can use someone else's marketing to deliver someone else's info product. And it's very similar to franchising gone um, gone micro, screen, micro stream, not mainstream, but micro stream into the web. And that's why if there's a book called Future Smart, the author, and he's conduct, he's uh, consulted governments all over, he, he says by, I think it's the year 2030, <clears throat> 70% of the U.S. will be, 70% will be 1090, um, 1099 contracted, basically, affiliates and contractors for other people's services, because, so there's basically going to be this whole new surge of entrepreneurs who are really intrapreneurs, who are, inside someone else's entrepreneurial game because by definition an entrepreneur puts capital and money in in an idea that that involves risk okay so in this model like i've thrown down a lot to get the vendors and to create the marketing and do all this stuff and then the affiliates hop in and they're entrepreneurs inside the entrepreneurial company does that make sense there's a distinction there so anyway, to scale though, information marketing, which I did and I got this directly from Mike Dillard, so I just want to give credit where it's due on this one. He took a model where I remember he was an information marketer and a, one of the a fine information marketer, inspirational, made it millions of dollars, done great work for people and he released a new info product and I, this was years ago, we're talking five, six, seven years ago. And I watched it and I realized that he just interviewed the maker of the product. And then I talked to him and he said, Yeah, I'm I'm publishing people's information now. So I'm a publisher. Not just not just an info maker, I'm an info publisher. Because it allows him it freed him up to go even scale higher. So what scaling means is if you're very good at making info products. And for me, again, I've been able to through lots of trial and error and lots of study and just a little bit of natural uh, mojo in that area, I've been able to create info products that people love to buy, which is why our affiliates sell them so well and why the refunds are super low and why the commissions are high and the, the engine keeps you know, pushing forward. But I, I would not scale if I had to create every piece of content. So instead, what I've done many times and actually where my info business took its biggest jump is when I began to be a publishing platform of other people's content. For instance, Chris Stapleton, who I've had on here a few times, he creates this Instagram strategy, which to me, when he told me he was doing it, I thought, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, Stapes, but have at it. like I don't know. I don't know if it'll work. And he signs up like 24 sales. These are non-incentivized sales. These are people just buying to buy. So it's not like, hey, get rich and buy this. This was just like, here's the value of the product. And he, he enrolled like. I think it was seven people into Limitless, which which is a non-incentivized, non-commissionable share. So he brings in like seven people through this cold Instagram strategy of just posting a picture with a post and a call to action into a selling funnel. And so he does seven of those and then he brings in like 24 more people into something that we have called the eight-figure launch pad, which is for um, people that are just kind of touching the waters of online marketing but aren't sure what to do. It's 37 bucks. It's just a safe little dabble and to get the, the education oversight of what it takes to launch a business. So he brings in like 24 people in that. And I say, okay, Stapes, we're doing an info, we're doing an info product. I didn't have the strategy. I published Stapes strategy. We called it pictures to profits and it sold thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's, you know, one of the top, It's just one of the best social media courses alive. I mean, it's so inviably proven. People do it. They make a ton of money. I mean, it's an amazing strategy. So anyway, to scale, it wouldn't be me having to churn out every thought. I'm able to sit and publish other people's strategies on my platform. I just did that again with Facebook, with the viral – I think we called it viral Facebook video profits or something. It was how do you create a viral video that goes – that goes on Facebook with uh, paid advertising and it was Lennon Stewart. He paid, I I think he spent 2000 on marketing to generate 16,000 in commission. And I just said, here's a screenshot of his account. Here's a screenshot of his commission account. And on Wednesday for 90 minutes, we're going to show every single thing he does. We're going to open up his account. We're going to shoot this. It was 37 bucks. We made a few thousand bucks, nothing fancy, but that, that, that product has some longevity. So to scale, I'm actually l- looking to outsource the creation of some of my content that I'm publishing. So how this applies to you as a listener, I'm not sure. One of the things I would ask, and again, I have no notes on this. I'm just shooting from the hip, is number one, what is a weakness of mine? And do I have the courage to look that weakness in the face and go, I'm very weak there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of doing that task and outsource that. And it might be that you do your own taxes. Let's just take that as an example. If you're a sole proprietor, you do your own taxes, your levels, your chance of being audited are through the roof. It's something you're weak at. You think you're good at it, but you don't know what you're doing. You should have a CPA and outsource that thing to free up the mental bandwidth to do something creative and, you know, valuable. Okay, so that, you know, outsource your weaknesses. If it's logos, I remember a watershed moment in my career. I wanted to create iconic images for my brand. There's a difference between logos and icons, logos and things that evoke brand. And I wanted to move into that layer because I realized that chintzy little logos were lame, right? So I remember one day I said, I'm going to become a master at graphic creation like I'm gonna get the Photoshop thing I'm gonna I'm gonna become really good because I understand how important design is it it conveys quality it conveys thought it can it conveys a lot when you look at an image and thank God I had a light bulb that said you know I'm gonna pay for that so I started paying precious amounts of money to create logos like pepsi just redid their logo i mean you can google it but it was like ten million bucks not even that great of a logo upgrade in my, in my opinion but logos convey a lot and so i started paying decent much more money and having layers of designers and having sometimes three different designers not this isn't ninety nine design stuff either this is different level stuff but um, but also ninety nine level ninety nine designs where I would have different people work on the same concept and come back with the, with different takes on it, and then I'd bleed all three of them, give them to a more expensive designer, and curate and curate and curate, and then take that one and send it to a different designer to end the, to put another layer of magic on it, and I outsourced what was really a strength of mine was design, but I outsourced it, and I was able to scale there so. We're going to get out of here today to grow your business, learn to outsource your weakness, to scale your business, learn to outsource your strength. Most people think, in terms, and I have as well, that you outsource the lesser things. You know, that's the value of outsourcing. We rarely think to outsource the higher things. Like if you're very good at Facebook marketing, your scale move, if you're very good, is to hire an official agency to run your ads. Now you would say, well, why would I do that? I'm really good at Facebook ads. Well, now you can have someone else who's good, instead of very good, who's good, run your accounts, and you can go be very good at something else that's even have higher value. Okay? And so it's this continual evolution of getting really good, and then passing that off to get into something that's really, really good, to pass that off to get into something. For instance, when I started selling on the phone, that's where I started, on the phone. Okay, It's funny to think about. I'm sitting there smiling and dialing all day. I'm buying cold, shitty leads, and I'm calling them from 6 p.m., till 9 p.m. till it was illegal to call them and I'm calling them after I was on worked all day and in between my 15 minute break I'm calling leads I was so terrible at leads I was so nervous I would break out in sweats and backaches and headaches I was awful I took notes every single time here's how to you know here's the mistakes I made I didn't make any sales forever Okay, months and months literally months and months of no sales now if I would have quit what a life anyway I didn't so now eventually it came to a point where I was make I was on the phone all day and my leads were now calling me because I went online. So instead of buying leads, now leads were opting in and watching a video. And I said, hey, if you've watched this video, you didn't have the money, the credit card's in hand, you have final questions, call me. It was a 10 to 15 minute phone call and I would close a $3,000 sale like clockwork because I just set up automation in place to do that. Well, then my phone, I'd ha- wake up and I'd have 10 to 20 voicemails with money sitting on there and I couldn't i couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't keep up with closing my own sales. So I brought in a guy who, was he as good as me? No. But was he good? Yes, he was good. And so I brought him on and I didn't, I don't even know if I've ever closed a sale since then. That was five, six years ago. But I brought a guy on and he did fantastic, and all of a sudden, he's making nearly a six figure income closing my sales. And it's a dream job for him because these leads are, you know, sold. And they're just making a phone call. And then what that did is it released me from the act of selling, which was a necessary thing for me to understand how the world of business works. And it lifted me to then start creating my information products. So then I started becoming an information creator. Okay. And then I got good at that, and I knew how to create info products quickly, and now I publish other people. So you see what I'm saying? So the game, this is just food for thought. Make, make your entrepreneurial quest. This isn't, no, I'm not going to command or direct this. This is a thought. Food for thought. What if your entrepreneurial quest was a game that you submitted to that for the rest of however long you're going to play... The game is to master and pass off. Master and pass off. That's the scaling secret. Thank my buddy Ray Higdon for reminding me of this today and, and sharing that. But what can you master and then pass off? Like it, it And it sounds almost impossible for you as, you know, wherever... It, it can seem impossible to say, wait a minute, I... Well, like I was getting a a massage from an absolute guru. He was trained under um, the massage therapist over the entire Olympics, not this last Olympics, but the previous one. He was in charge of the world of massage therapists. He was the head of the Olympic massage. He was the deal. So he was over massage therapists from all over the world, and he was the chief. This guy, guru, mentored under him, and he was really, really good. He had a practice. And I said that you're really really good um, like you you're nuanced and, and this guy has done professional athletes day like all day and uh, I was very fortunate very blessed randomly to end up with him as my massage guy well anyway um, he's got his practice and you know every third or fourth massage he gives me for free because I, I share how to grow his practice when we visit and he said I can't charge you for this I'm gonna give this to you free so it, that's one thing to learn marketing and get a lot of free stuff well anyway um he's like well you know i just i said well here's how you could scale this pretty easy you could franchise this or make it into a licensing agreement and just and kind of like take this what you're doing here and the protocols and the style because it's very unique i mean it's beautiful you walk in um you're greeted with a with a bowing curtsy he might smudge the room a little bit and wash your feet before you start anything steam first come in there's beautiful surround sound all around you in a wooden cedar room i mean literally it's kind of a paradise okay i said you can protocol and make this into a licensable model and it'll be an absolute miracle for a massage therapist who's good at the tech the technical thing of massaging has no idea how to create an experience like you do and he goes yeah but you know i do it my way and i just i'm I'm concerned that the quality would dip and i said you know he said, "What do you think?" And I said, "And I was, and we're buddies." So I said, "You know, you sound like a guy who's going to just kind of chip, chip by with his own little deal. That's what you sound like to me." And, and we laughed, and I mean, we laughed hysterically. But I'm like, "I, I my one commitment to my friends is, I promise I will tell you my truth. It might not be the truth, I don't know, but I will tell you the truth as I see it, if you give me permission." And so I get that permission, and I tell him. Once I go through that hoop of saying, can I tell you what I think, like for real? and He's like, absolutely, please. I said, you sound like a guy who's going to just scrimp by in this practice forever because you, you, you're you against scaling because you... I said, wouldn't it be great to have 20 of people giving you just about as good of experience versus one as just being you? I said, you could be on tour all over the country teaching massage therapists everywhere how to do this. You would make more money. You would have a more interesting life. I mean... Paint the vision, right? It's simple. Okay, I'm done. Love you guys.